When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Recorded live. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, how I love calling your name. Jesus. Christian Center Church Worldwide. 
headquarters, Kinston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Living the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. We pray that the Lord is blessing you wherever this broadcast is finding you, and uh, we hope that the Lord continues to bless you and continues to establish you and lift you higher. I just want to encourage the children of God under the sound of my voice with whatever it is you are going through. I want to encourage you today. It's going to work together for your good. You and I may be going through some things that are not very good, may be experiencing some things that don't feel good, are not good, don't seem to be good, but God has promised us that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purposes. We bless God for another day and another opportunity to hear what the Spirit of God has to say to the church. We want to take a look at the book of Luke chapter 17 with a special focus on verse 28. Luke chapter 17 with a special focus on verse 28. Jesus said to his disciples, he said, it was the same in the days of Lot, people were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. Verse 29, but on the day Lot left Sodom, Fire and brimstone rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. Once again, it was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating, drinking, buying, selling, planting, and building. But on the day Lot left Sodom, fire and brimstone rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. We are continuing on our topic, how men and women will wish they served the Lord. How men and women will wish they served the Lord. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, again, we extol you, we magnify you, we give you all praise, all glory, all honor. We worship you, Father, in the beauty of your holiness. We ask, Father, that you forgive us today. 
of our debts, our sins, our trespasses against you and against one another. We humbly ask that you continue to lead and guide us in your paths of righteousness for your namesake. Take us higher in you, in your good, pleasing, and perfect will. Show us what you want us to see, Father, and reveal to us what you want us to see. That we may grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Open our eyes today, Father, that we may hear something from your Spirit that will edify us and increase us. Take us higher in you today, Father. We appreciate all of the blessings that you have poured out on us thus far. We trust, Father, that you will have even greater blessings in store for your people as we diligently seek to do your will. These and all of the blessings we ask and we count done in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, that God's people say amen. How men and women will wish they serve the Lord. As we look at Luke chapter 17, once again, we have many things that the Lord was doing. In verses 1 through 10, Jesus talked about sin, faith, and duty. In verses 11 through 19, Jesus healed 10 men with leprosy. But when he comes down to verses 20, through the end of the chapter, Jesus deals with the coming of the kingdom of God. This is an event that everyone must experience, but it is an event that everyone will not be happy with the experience. My prayer for you under the sound of my voice is that you will be happy. You will be you will find the coming of the kingdom of God to be an enjoyable event or experience. We looked at the scripture yesterday how that Verse 26, just as it was in the days of Noah, so also will it be in the days of the Son of Man. Now, what was going on in Noah in Noah's day? Basically, children of God, people were living just like we are living today. In Noah's day, people were living. In Lot's day. 
people were living. People were concerned about the things that most people were concerned about. They were looking at the things that most people were looking at. They had their focus and their attention on the things that most people had their focus and attention on. I want to challenge you today, children of God. Have your focus and your attention on something different than what most people have their focus and attention on. If you have your focus and attention on the things that most people have their focus and attention on, you will be destroyed just like the people in Noah's day. You will be destroyed just like the people in Lot's day. Have your focus and your attention on something different. Praise God. Verse 28, after Jesus has explained how things were in the days of Noah, he comes on down in verse 28 and he says, it was the same in the days of Lot. Meaning that here we are sometime later. Here we are sometime after the events of Noah's day, and men and women are still blind in the days of Lot. The Lord was letting his disciples know that it would be the same way. Come on, somebody. In the days, in the day of the coming of the Son of Man. Jesus said it was the same. Jesus said it was the same. See, Dan, what the Lord is dealing with me on right now is this is one of the reasons why God said I'm not going to keep men and women around forever in the state that they are in. Because they won't change, Robert. God says men and women won't change. In Noah's day, they were doing things, saith the Lord, that angered me. I destroyed the majority of them. They turned right around in Lot's day and were doing things that angered me, many of them. And I turned right around and destroyed them again. And here are men and women today, saith the Lord, that are doing things that anger me. That's why, as it was in the days of Noah and Lot, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. I want to encourage you, my brother and my sister, have a different mindset. Have a different mindset. Others, according to the, the word of God, what were men and women doing in the days of these two individuals? Well, in Noah's day, people were eating, drinking, marrying, giving into marriage. In Lot's day, people were eating, drinking, buying, and selling. Now, not that uh, having our mind 
on these things is sin. But if you only got your mind on these things, it is a deadly sin. Let me say that again. Not that having your mind on these things. God knows that that we got to eat. You know, God knows that marriage is a part of life. He is the one who has given all of these things. But God wants me and you to understand that life is more than eating, drinking, marrying, and being given into marriage. It's more than buying, selling, planting, and building. The most important aspect of life is making sure that our relationship with the Lord is intact. I want to encourage you, children of God, under the sound of my voice, make sure your relationship with the Lord is intact. All the relationships that God gives us in life. I thank God for my life. I thank God for the people God has allowed me to meet in in all over the world, children of God, all in Africa, all in Europe, all in India, all in China, North America, Central America, so, so many places God has allowed me to meet people, to interact with people, children of God. But out of all of these interactions and out of all of these meetings, I want to encourage you and let you to know the most important relationship that we will ever have is our relationship with the Lord. I think I shared with you all a few days ago, I'd rather preach a sermon and God be pleased with what I have said and men be upset than to preach a sermon and men be pleased and and at the end of the day, God be upset. Your relationship with God is more important than your relationship with your husband. It's more important than your relationship with your wife. It's more important than your relationship with your children. More important than your relationship with your parents. More important than your relationship with your brothers. More important than your relationship with your sisters. Your relationship with God. Now, you, some of you sitting there, well, apostle. You know, how do I intensify or increase this relationship? Study his word. There is no way we can get closer to God and not get closer to his word. God is his word. You, and God says, Robert, tell my people this for me. Tell them this for me. You show God how you feel about him by how you treat his word. You show God. So don't try to, don't try to, uh, uh, you show God how you feel about him by how you treat his word. You don't want to spend any time in his word. My brother or my sister, you don't want to spend any time with God. You don't want to take his word seriously. My brother or my sister, you don't want to take God seriously. You don't believe his word, my brother or my sister. You don't believe God. How we treat the word of God, come on, somebody, is how we treat the God of the word. I want to encourage you, my brother and my sister. 
love God. We went over this about three or four days ago. Love the Lord, thy God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love God's word. Don't be wishy-washy in your study of God's word. Don't be wishy-washy in your hearing of God's word. Listen to me. Listen to me, children of God. I don't see quite as many of you in here with us today, maybe because it's Saturday. But the Bible says that the early saints, Acts chapter 2 down through 42, come on down to the, to the end, end of that section. They devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine. The Bible says every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. You know, they devoted themselves to fellowship, to prayer, to breaking of bread, you know, and the apostles' doctrine. They devoted themselves every day. Now, these were not saints that were worshiping every Sunday. If you are every Sunday Christian going to church every Sunday and you think you are right under the sound of my voice, I want you to break that spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus. Break that spirit. Apostle, are you telling us to break the spirit of going to church? Break that spirit in the name of Jesus. Don't think about just going to church every Sunday because that is not how the church was set up. Think about going to church or hearing God's word every day, which is how the church was set up. Now, I know, you know, it may be difficult for some of you to think, but God knows that, too. And that's why he got his apostles preaching and teaching through radio, through TV, through Internet, where you and I can hear his word. I, I, I see uh, one of my friends here with me, Pastor Commando Ivo out of Cameroon, Africa. Uh, this great man of God has just, I've been keeping up with you, man of God. He has just uh, completed a tower, I believe it was, to his radio station down in Kampala, where he can get the, the gospel out to even more souls. God bless you, man of God. May the Lord continue to strengthen your hands and your work. The Lord willing, I will see you in Cameroon pretty soon. But we want to be up on, listen, children of God, we want to be up under God's word as much as possible. Let me say that again to you. I don't know where you are, what country you're in, what, what. Be up under God's word as much as possible. Blessed is the man who meditates on his law, what? Both day and night. The blessing, listen, God's word is blessed right by itself. God says, if don't nobody believe me, Robert, if don't nobody listen to me, if don't, my word is blessed. God's word is blessed right by itself. Now, what you and me do, you and, and me, what we, we, we are able to do is to put ourselves in a position of blessed as we hear and accept and do his word. God knows his word is blessed because the word is God. Hold up, hold up. Let me let me let me clear let's let's get this clear. In the beginning was what? The word. And the word was what? 
with God, and the Word, what? Was God. So the Word is God. God is blessed. His Word is blessed. So when me and you hear His Word and take in His Word, we are taking in the character, the essence, the nature of God, which is blessed. So we bring blessings into what? Our lives. We bring, as we hear God's word, we bring blessings in. In, in fact, and the Lord is bringing this to my spirit right now. Jesus called those gods to whom the word of the Lord came. By God. By you and me allowing God's word to come to us. That's what we do when we position ourselves to hear God's word. We're allowing God to speak into us. The Bible calls us gods to whom the word of the Lord came. So the more we put ourselves, and what God is, God is flashing my spirit now is an umbrella. God says, you use an umbrella, Robert, out of everyday life. If it's raining very seriously outside and we go out and we stay under the umbrella the whole time that we are out. I mean, we stay all the way up under the umbrella. Well, we probably won't get that wet, right? Because we are, what, under the umbrella. But the more we come out, and it's raining, it's pouring down outside, the more we come out from under the umbrella, what happens to it? We get wet. The wetter we get. We come out from under the umbrella for a little while, we get a little wet. We come out from under the umbrella for a long time, we get a lot wet. Well, that's much how the word is. The more you and I come out from under the word of God in our lives, in our marriages, in our ministries, in our churches, yeah, even in our churches. Listen, the problem in the the problem in the church is the same problem in the world. It's the exact same thing. It's called not doing what God say. If you ever wonder what the problem is in the church, it's because there are times when men and women, even in the church, don't want to do what God is saying. It's the same problem in the world. It's called the flesh. The same problem that the world has is the same problem that we have as children of God. It's called the flesh. It's called the sinful nature. It's called not listening to God. When the world does not listen to God, they get in trouble. Look at our, our government. You know, the Lord was dealing with me earlier this morning. God said, Robert, he said, my government won't have no shutdown. You know, we always, in this country, men and women talking about how democracy is better than the communism. And look at it. Here we are in a, in a democracy, one of the greatest democracies in the world. And here we got a government shutdown, you know. What kind of mess is this? God said, my, my government not shutting down, Robert. That's why I told you all the years ago, people asked me, Apostle, who'd you vote for? I said, I don't vote. Apostle, why? Why? I said, because I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I said, Apostle, well, what are you? 
I am a theocrat. God's government is a theocracy, meaning that we don't we don't vote in God's house as to who the leaders will be. God selects who he wants the leaders to be. He put them in place. Everybody else follow, like it or not. God is not a Democrat. He's not a Republican. He's a theocrat, meaning that God selects leaders. God selects leaders. He said, God said, I select who I want to be in charge. I, you're not the head of the woman in a marriage because you all got together and voted on it. Man is the head of woman, God says, because I made it like that. Plain and simple. You either get with that or you don't. Now, I want to encourage you under the sound of my voice. Because what it boils down to is you and I either getting with the program of God or trying to fight against the program of God. God is in complete control. No discussion, no debate, no vote. No, God is in complete control. And there's only one of two ways that you and I are going to respond to him. We are, going, we are either going to get with him. Oh, or Jesus said, he that is not with me is against me. A prayer for you, my brother and my sister, is that you'll be with the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus. Be with the Lord. I pray that at the end of the day, you find, be found to be with the Lord. These, these scriptures that we are looking at, we're looking at uh, Noah's day, and we're looking at who? Lot's day. You see there were only two types of people in Noah's day, in Lot's day, and in our day. There were those who were with the Lord in Noah's day. There were those who were with the Lord in Lot's day. There are those who are with the Lord today. And then there were those who were against the Lord in Noah's day. Those who were against the Lord in what? Lot's day. And those who are against the Lord today. In Noah's day. Let's just take a look at it. Let's just look. God says, look at my pattern, Robert. Look at my pattern. Understand that our God has a pattern. Every, God says, Robert, everything that I have created. Come on, somebody has a pattern. How do we, we know each other? A lot of times we know each other by the patterns that they have. You know, and this is why God wants us to change our patterns. This is this is what this is what salvation is all about. See, we had patterns when we were unsaved. You know. And then when we come to Christ and allow God to change us, we have different patterns. That's what salvation is really all about. You know, I had one set of patterns before I was saved. Silly, lying, playing, acting like a fool all the time. But I got another set of patterns now that I'm saved. You know, well, we're not perfect, even in salvation. So sometimes as children of God, what we have to deal with is our flesh. You know, which is what God is trying to keep uh, you and me from operating in. But we have patterns. This is how we know people. You know, we know people by their patterns. 
what you all expect, many of you all expect every day that I'm in the United States, Apostle Brian is going to be preaching and teaching here. You know, that's a pattern. The early apostles, they had a pattern every day. They would meet in the temple courts. Jesus had a pattern. The religious leaders even know Jesus had a pattern. You know, he's going to be in the temple courts preaching and teaching. And that's what he did every day. Jesus preached and taught in the temple courts. So we know individuals oftentimes through their patterns. God says, I have patterns, Robert. God has what? Patterns. God said the pattern is this, Robert. Destroy the wicked and save the righteous. God said, that's how I do, Robert. I did it in Noah's day. I did it in Lot's day. And God says, I'm going to do it. Come on, somebody talk to me today. Destroy the wicked. Save the righteous. All right. Look at verse 26. And we're about to close this message. Just as it was in the days of Noah. God said, just as I had my pattern going in the days of Noah. So will it be in the Son of Man. God says, I'm going to have my pattern going in the days when Jesus come back. God said, I got a pattern going to you. You all got patterns going, so do I. You all, God says, you were created in my image and in my likeness. God said, I got a pattern, just like you do. People eating, drinking, marrying, giving into marriage, up until the day Noah entered the ark. Now, God says, look at one of my patterns, Robert, and share this with my people. People were doing one thing. Come on, somebody. Lot was doing, I mean, Noah was doing another thing. The, the majority of people were eating, drinking, marrying, and giving into marriage. Noah was entering into the ark. Noah was building the ark. Noah was telling his family, look, y'all, we're going to have to leave, and look how God going to destroy. You know, Noah was doing a whole other thing. My prayer for you children of God under the sound of my voice that you'll be doing a whole nother thing in your generation that you will be doing a whole nother thing getting ready for what Noah was getting ready for what God was about to do is anybody hearing me this morning are we broadcasting I said a number of saints have come in here but are we broadcasting Noah was getting ready for what God was about to do. My prayer for you, under the sound of my voice, is that you will get ready for what God is about to do. People eating, drinking, married, not thinking, not really thinking about what God was about to do. Up until the day Noah entered the ark. Now, why why is that important? God again is saying, look, there's a certain day when things are gonna change. I shared this with you all yesterday. There's go- Listen, we expect every day to be about like the day before. There's coming a day that is going to be completely unlike any day that we have ever seen before. The day, the Son of Man, Jesus returning, is going to be a day that's unlike any day that you that we have ever seen before. In Noah's day, days had been about the same. All of a sudden, on one day, Noah went into the ark. 
God loosed the floodgates of heaven and it just rained and rained and rained and rained and rained. It was a day unlike any other. In the days of Lot, God said, I did, did my pattern in the days of Lot. People were eating, drinking, buying, selling. Think, God says, what they were thinking, Robert, is that this day was going to be, come on, somebody talk to me in here, like all the other days, God said, I, I had something different from them. And there are some of you under the sound of my voice that are thinking that all days going to be just about basically alike. How wrong you are, my friend. God has got a day preserved, prepared, that will be like none other we have ever seen. And Lot's day, you know, days have been pretty much the same. People eating, drinking, marrying, giving into marriage, you know. In, in Lot's day, uh, people eating, drinking, buying, selling, planting, and building. But the day Lot left Sodom. See, see you got to understand something about God. Go and get this down. God has always got a... A finality to things. What? God has always got it. Kind of like, uh, 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 and the Lord is bringing my spirit now to movie uh, Independence Day. You remember when Jeff Goldblum's character was trying to tell them that there was a, that, that, that you know, he found a, a, a signal in there, in the in some of the stuff, and it was, the time was winding down. And when it got to, you know, the time wound down, the aliens blew up as many many of the cities. Well, God has got something like this going. In other words, He's got time is running down for us right today. Time was running down for Noah. Time was running down for Lot. And when time ran down to a certain point, God did his thing. God did his thing. In Noah's day, time was running down. When Noah entered the ark, time was up. In Lot's day, time was running down. When Lot left Sodom and Gomorrah, time was what? Time what? Ran out. The Bible says, but the day Lot left Sodom and so, so, So even today, time is running down. Well, God has got a a signal for when time has run out. You need to understand, my brother and sister, time is going to run out. You want to be saved. You want to accept Jesus Christ. You want to get the right relationship with God before this happens. In Noah's day, you wanted to have accepted Noah's message before Noah entered the ark. In Lot's day, you wanted to accept the Lot's message. Believe God before Lot left Sodom and Gomorrah. And today, you want to believe the apostles and the prophets and evangelists and the pastors and teachers' message about Jesus Christ before the Son of Man returns. Look at verse 30. God said he's talking about his pattern now. It will be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. So what do we want to do? 
we won't have things straight before what? Before the Son of Man is revealed or comes. Different translation. So on that day, no one who was on the house top with possessions inside should say uh, or should go down and get them. Likewise, no one in the field should go back for anything. Why? Time is up. Time is up. You know, I remember as, as a school teacher, you know, I used to time uh, different things to try and get my students used to being time conscious. They would have a certain amount of time to study for their test. They would have a certain amount of time to answer questions. They, and, and, and when time was up, that was it. That was it. You know, before we would take a test, I would give him maybe uh, 10 minutes to study, you know, and I'd be sitting there with my timepiece. And when time was up, put your stuff away. No need to try to look and, and, and remember another answer or to try. Time was up. Well, you need to understand, my brother and my sister, that me and you are marching toward time up with God. But God is moving on to what's coming next. See, God has always got what's coming next. God has always got what's coming next. Now, you can either be ready for what's coming next, like the wise virgins in Scripture, or you can be not ready for what's coming next, like the foolish virgin. Wise virgins were ready to go with the bridegroom. Foolish virgins, they were not ready to go with the bridegroom. May you be ready in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Be you be ready. Bible says, likewise, no one in the field should go back for anything. Remember Lot's wife. Now, God deal with these kind of people. The, Lot's wife is symbolic of people who were saved by God but then started looking back. I want to encourage you, my brother and my sister, those of us who have been saved, don't be looking back at your previous life uh, like it had something that was so worthwhile. God has delivered us. God has saved us. We are new creatures now in Christ Jesus. Forget that stuff. Lot was, Lot's wife was given the instruction. Don't be looking back. You know. Let that stuff go. She didn't follow that instruction. She was symbolic of being saved, but not following the instructions along the way and ended up looking back, ended up being destroyed. May that not be anyone's portion under the sound of my voice. Now that we are saved. The way we continue in our salvation, move further, move farther along in our salvation, continue following God's instructions. Look at what the Bible says in verse 33. Whoever tries to keep their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life will preserve it. I tell you that on that night, two people will be in one bed. One will be taken. In other words, one was ready. One will be left. Or in other words, one was not ready. May you be ready in the name of Jesus. May you be ready. Two women will be grinding 
grain together. One taken, or one was ready, the other left, not ready. My prayer for you, children of God, for every one of you under the sound of my voice, is that you will be ready. The time that you and I have in this life, my brother and my sister, is time for us to get ready. That's that's what God has given us this time for, for us to get ready. Don't let the adversary fool you. Don't let him trick you. Don't let him deceive you. We are here to be getting ready. You know, as a basketball coach, my thing was to my players and to my teams, we don't play around in practice, boys, because this is how we get ready for them boys coming in here on Tuesday night. One boys coming in here on Friday night. Everything in our practice was timed. We would practice from 7 p.m. until 9 p.m. Every minute was accounted for. My prayer for you, my brother and my sister, have every minute accounted for. Every minute. God has got something he wants you and I to be doing every minute of every day. Let me say that again. God has got something he wants you and I to be doing every minute of every day. And and how we get in trouble with God is a lot of times we're not doing what he wants us to be doing at that time. God wants us to be studying. We're not studying. God wants us to be at work. We're not at work. We're still driving down the highway. Let's get in the habit. Because God has something he wants us to be doing every minute, every second, every hour. Let's get in the habit of uh, being more accountable with that time. Lord is dealing with me on that very seriously right now as well. You know, I know that before uh, I had this stroke, I was a little more time conscious. You know, I knew that at 8 o'clock in the morning, I would start my exercises. Uh, by 9 o'clock, we would start morning worship. You know, I, by 8.45, 8.30, you know, I'd finish my work. I, I, everything was a little bit more planned. You know, well, God says, Robert, I'm still like that, even if you have slipped out of that. But we want to be we want to be accountable. We want to be accountable with our time because God is watching over our time. He's got certain places he wants us to be at certain time doing certain things. This is this is one of the reasons why I'm not in Nigeria right now. Now, I got to go on and say this. You know, I did not like the organization and the planning that was done by many of my pastors down there. Went to uh, Nairobi, Kenya. Went to Tanzania. Went to Uganda. Finished up in Ghana. You know, pastors had everything timed. What I like everything is to be timed and planned. So when I get to a country, we don't have to be trying to figure out where I'm going to preach, where I'm going to go, what I'm going to do. The bishop there, what I want is a schedule where 
As soon as I arrive in town, he tells me, he said, Apostle, tomorrow night you'll be at such and such a church. Uh, tomorrow morning you'll have a, a such and such a program and everything be planned all the way, all the way through. You know, a lot of times when we plan things out, things will go a lot better. I want to encourage you, child of God. Let's plan things out. Things, things will go a lot better. A lot of times when a Christian center, we take trips around here, we got everything planned. You know, I want to encourage you. Let that let that become a part of your life. Because, see, God got everything planned out. Whether we know it or not, whether we do it or not, God be had planned out. God said, I know when I want you to be born. God said, I know when I want you to die. God said, I know when I want you to be where, be married. I know when I want you to have your first kid. God said, I know when I want you to start working. Everything, God got everything planned out. So the more we tap into uh, the plan of God, the more smooth we will see things going and the better we will see things going. I just want to encourage you with that, children of God. Let's finish up here. Um, and the same, it was the same in the days of Lot. God is letting us see that his pattern is remaining the same throughout creation. It's even the same in in uh, in the garden. God destroy the wicked. He saved the righteous. That's just how he do. That's just how we do. Noah's day, Lot's day, right on in Jesus' day. I encourage you, my brother and my sister. Uh, watch patterns. Watch patterns. Everything, everybody in creation has patterns. Even here's one of here's one of God's great patterns right here. Playing played out in Noah's day, in Lot's day, in Jesus' day. God is showing us here that when time is up, verses 30, don't be trying to, with God, don't be trying to uh, go back and, 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 and get things and trying to do things and try anything, you know, you know, we've got a saying here in the United States, uh, don't give me my flowers when I'm dead. Give them to me while I'm living. In other words, here in the United States, a lot of times, and it's done in other countries. I've been to some, some heard about some situations in other countries where people pass away, and then all of a sudden people want to come in and talk about how wonderful and how special and give them flowers and do all kind of nice things. Listen, listen, if you got good stuff you want to do for me, don't wait till I'm dead. Do it now. 
and let me do it for you now. Now that you can appreciate it. Now that I can appreciate it. Not after you did. When it can't be, uh, I don't know nothing about it after I'm dead. You don't know nothing about it after you did. Let's do it while do it while something can be uh, appreciated. When it when it can matter, it, you bringing me flowers after I'm dead don't matter to me at all. Me bringing you flowers after you dead don't matter to you at all. Listen to what Jesus said. It'll be the same way in the day the Son of Man is is revealed. On that day. No one who is on the housetop with possessions inside should go down to get them. Here's God saying, time is up. What are you doing? Where are you going? Where are you going down in the house in the house now? And time is up. Likewise, no one who is in the field should go back for anything. God said, What are you going back for? Time is up. If you wanted that stuff in the house, you should have went. Before time was up. If you wanted that stuff on the housetop, you should have went before time was up. Lot's wife, she wanted to be looking at all what was going on inside me. She should have been doing that before it was destroyed. So, children of God, I want to encourage you today. Let us be time conscious. Let us be time what? Conscious. And let us uh, work to do things at the appropriate time. Bible says, and I think it's Ecclesiastes, There is a proper time and procedure for every matter under the sun, though a man's misery weighs heavily upon him. God's got a proper time and procedure for everything that we're going to do, everything that we go through. God's got a proper time and a proper procedure. I just want to encourage you, child of God, let us operate in God's time. Let's operate in God's procedure. Amen and amen. So give us a closing song. God bless you, children of God. Deep down in my heart, deep 
Saints, you can reach us through email at thechristiancenterchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website at https colon forward slash forward slash thadfg dot com forward slash tccww. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe's precast YouTube and iTunes at 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444. Enter ID 17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile on you. In Jesus' name, amen.
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.